fans and welcome to this week in Nickelodeon history. My name is Captain Eric and we are going over all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of December 12th to December 18th. And our first uh, show or a series, long standing series, that we're starting out this week, six years ago on December 15th, 2015, we saw the very final episode of Nick News with Linda Ellerby. Uh, Linda Ellerby has been a a staple of Nickelodeon programming um, for for decades. I'm sure the older Nickelodeon audiences obviously will uh, remember her uh, a ton more than maybe the later ones. I, I don't know how frequently they were they were still putting out Nick Newses, but uh, the the show was created by Linda Ellerby and ran for 24 seasons of 178 episodes. Uh, the, the show was a, a program to just bring a, a chunk of the world to young minds. It was, a, it was a way to have a conversation that younger audiences would be able to understand and follow along so that the world's events, you know, could be explained by, by somebody of her, of her profession. Uh, she had guest stars like like former presidents, former vice presidents, uh, well-known athletes. And um, it wasn't just, you know, fluff pieces and whatnot that, that they dealt with serious issues here and there. Um, and uh, and Nick News, just a, an absolute staple from its start in 1992, going all the way to 2015. The show was also nominated for a, a number of of uh, Primetime Emmy Awards uh, 22 times in its 23-year his history. It was nominated with nine uh, wins across that, that time frame. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Nick News, like, there there always should be programming like that on on Nickelodeon, in my opinion. Um, I, I think where other networks could, you know, take that, that time away, that, you know, hour uh, to other programming... I, I think even though it's not going to get the most eyes, I think it is important for those who do choose to watch that kind of programming to learn a little bit more about the world. And, and in a way that just doesn't have to be political at all, like just, hey, here is just fact of, of what is going on, um, not just in, in you know, cur you know, current events and whatnot, Nick News. Um, I handled a multitude of, of different uh, things going on in the world, different stories to bring to young minds. It wasn't just, you know, about America politics or whatnot. So uh, I, I think there's there's always room for that kind of programming here. Seven years ago, on December 15th, 2014, React to That premiered on Nickelodeon. Developed by Nick Cannon, Benny Fine, and Rafi Fine, uh, the show, uh, if, if you don't know those... Uh, those names, that's actually the, the Fine Brothers, the, the duo behind a lot of the reactionary videos on YouTube. So much show that uh, they tried to actually patent the word react and have a stranglehold on reaction videos, even though they've, they've been around since people could put cameras in front of their faces. Um, 
so yeah, this was a, a way of bringing YouTube content to television. Uh, it, it was based obviously on the react series of videos that the fine brothers put together on YouTube, bringing Nick Cannon into the fold and, and then making a television show that would run on Nickelodeon. Uh, it, it only ran for one season of 13 episodes. And, um, this was during that time, which I, I think they've slowed down on, but they, they kept trying to take successful YouTube content and make television properties out of it. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. You know, if something is successful on YouTube, that's a, it's a specific, you know, place to be. It's a, it's its own network can't just take that and and go back to the old medium of of cable television it just you know doesn't always translate all the time you can certainly take an idea from youtube and mold it and do something different and and i guess try but the television is still like eventually the clips just end back up on youtube but it, uh, it's just the kind of the, the cycle anyway so might as well just start there i i, I would agree with uh let's see 13 years ago, on December 12th, 2008, we had the final episode of South of Nowhere. Created by Thomas W. Lynch, the show is a teen drama series that aired on Noggin. It ran for three seasons of 40 episodes. 14 years ago, on December 16th, 2007, we had the final episode of Unfabulous. Created by Sue Rose, the show ran for three seasons of 41 episodes it was starring emma roberts who has since leaving nickelodeon gone on to, to have quite a career for herself uh, in so many other ways in in both film and television uh, but this is this is where she started uh, a lot of fans of this show will tell you that it is a a very underrated nickelodeon show and uh and i i don't have an opinion on that but let me know what you think if you think unfabulous is a is an underrated show let me know maybe it's just something i'll have to i'll have to check out 17 years ago, on December 17th, 2004, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events premiered in U.S. theaters. Uh, the movie was a Nickelodeon Movies release in Paramount Pictures, was made for a budget of about 140 to $142 million, and made about $211.5 million at the box office. The film was starring Jim Carrey as the... Uh, as the the orphans, the main antagonist of the series, and the orphans' first uh, sitter after their parents burn up in a, a horrible fire, the Baudelaire children, uh, uh, Jim Carrey played Count Olaf, a a character that throughout the book series is after the uh, fortune that uh, the Baudelaires have have eventual access to when they are older, and continues playing different characters in in different books of the series. Uh, all trying to get his hands on the children to get their fortune, um, and and Jim Carrey was uh, is is just a perfect actor for this kind of role. Now this movie doesn't just adapt the first book in the series; it has a interesting take and takes the first three books in the series and has one you know cohesive tale going through. Uh, you know, book to book. I have to say it, it worked in its favor and, and I enjoy this movie a great deal. Um, I love Jude Law as Lemony Snicket, the, fic, you know, the uh, writer of this series. I was going to say fictitious, but no, I, I respect Lemony Snicket and his work a great deal. Uh, I like Jude Law's voice uh, as, as Lemony Snicket. It's kind of the voice I, I kind of pictured when I was reading those books uh, when they were coming out. Um, 
a few of the other uh, Billy Connolly, uh, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, Meryl Streep, Jennifer Coolidge all do a fantastic job in this movie. Um, and and not to just shout out all the adults, but uh, the Baudelaire's themselves, Liam Aiken, Emily Browning, and uh, Kara and Shelby Hoffman. The uh, Of course, there was a baby Baudelaire, uh, Sonny, who was played by twins, usually with in movies and television shows, if there's a, a young child, it, it's best to find a, a twin so that um, you can you know, continue working for long, longer periods of time and be able to swap out the, the baby, you know, in place so that, you know, you can follow all the rules and whatnot, the guidelines. So uh, th- this is, uh, I also highly recommend if you are a fan of the series to check out the, the Netflix revival of, of the series, which does honestly better justice if you're a fan of the books. Uh, but in terms for the, you know, the time and place of this being made and getting Jim Carrey as, as the lead role, it, it works. And I do like this movie and it just has, it has a bit of sentimental value. And, and some of uh, Jim Carrey's portrayal of characters, I actually like better than Neil Patrick Harris doing his Count Olaf and then going on doing his, his characters as well. Uh, I, some of them I just do prefer with Jim Carrey. He, he has charisma that just, he commands the room and, and his Count Olaf is absolutely fantastic. But if you're a fan of the books, if you're a fan of this movie, shout out, uh, let me know what you think. Maybe you're a fan of this, maybe you're not, who knows, but you know, you can tell me 21 years ago on December 17th, 2000, we had the final episode of Noah knows best. A sitcom created by Ken Lippman that ran for one season of 13 episodes. 22 years ago, on December 12, 1999, we had the final episode of the original run of Figure It Out. Created by Kevin Kay and Magna Leolis, the uh, show is a game show where a child contestant with some sort of skill or, uh, you know, special thing they own or they're able to do an award they won a just something that has to be guessed by a contestant panel of nickelodeon stars during which there is a also a secret slime action um that only the audience is known of where in which any of the contestants at any point in time could be slimed if they happen to do the action which could be something as simple as itching your nose or could be so specific that they just make it because they just want to slime maybe a special guest star on a show if they have steve burns from blues clues on uh, the secret slime action just may be somebody who talks to an imaginary puppy or talks to a blue puppy and and just he gets slimed at some random point in time because hey that's that is true um it, it was a, an incredibly fun show it was originally presented during this original run by summer sanders it was one of my favorite nickelodeon game shows because it was just funny seeing the the contestants kind of fumble over themselves and fumble over any of the, the obvious guesses they were given to try to say uh, the, the action. The gimmick being what would happen is whatever their action or skill, they would have uh, this board in, you know, I think Billy the uh, Billy the Talking Head, I think that's what his name was. I, uh, on top of my head, that's exactly what I, uh, that was what I, I pictured. Let me just double check on that let's see come on where billy the answer head got that right uh yeah so uh billy the answer head had all of the words of the of the skill like has ha, you know can do two backflips in a row and each word would be kind of blanked out and if any of the contestants one at a time they would be able to guess 
a word that was on the board and if they just said the word itself it would appear and they would be able to then you know guess and whatnot um if the kids were able to i think what was it if they were able to stump them the kid would win more uh prizes but if you know if if like each round they would go um, if they got all the answers, they would only get like the prize of that round. So the, the, the kids would want, you know, them to be able to stump the, uh, the contestants, which, which did happen a, a significant amount of time. Uh, I, I loved figure it out. It, it's such a simple show. It can, it, it did come back for a revival in 2012, lasted about a year, but I still think there's just, there's juice in these game show tanks. I mean, why not? Let's have some fun. Bring an adult version of this show back to television at Nick at Night and and have adult skills. I mean, we, we have America's Got Talent. Uh, let, let's see what, like, the older Nickelodeon crowds, you know, going on, on a nationwide tour and, and do, a, do a figure it out, like, live tour and air it on television. I mean, that's just, that's just really fun. And that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and making me a part of of uh, what you, whatever you listen. I'm sure you all have different podcasts that you listen to, and I appreciate you making mine a part of your rotation. Uh, if you appreciate any of the content I put out, audio, video, otherwise, if there's any way you can share that around, like, subscribe, any of that stuff, it's always appreciated. Just your listen alone is good enough, but anything a little bit extra, hey, you're a uh, friend of the captain. So uh, thank you for being a part of the Ready Crew. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Have a good one. On the Lord of Hirawat Nick, on the Lord of Hirawat Nick Nick, on the Rikitigilo while living number one Nickelodeon.